only heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. No, now that sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Epic edition yes. of the uh, start in a lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Epic Tuesday, Twisted Tuesday, Terrific Tuesday, whatever you want this Tuesday to be. I have a new one, Travis. Taco Tuesday. No, after last night, it's Tommy Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. How about Absolutely. That? Tommy DeVito. Not trying doing to bury the lead, but. Exactly. We'll get into that and in, uh, the not one, but two games. On Monday Night Football from uh, last night, including Tommy DeVito's great performance against the uh, Packers, becoming an even more Illini, Illinois legend. And we'll also be hitting up on uh, some local sports as well, local high school basketball from uh, last night. Exciting game that was over on our airwaves over on uh, Jack FM. And we'll talk about uh, that as well as the uh, two games that we got going on this evening as well as the rest of the local schedule as well. Check that. Only one game on yes. the schedule. Yes. Cumberland playing in the St. Elmo tournament tomorrow. So, uh, But St. Elmo tournament is tipping off. Yep, it tips off tonight. Yeah, so we'll take a look at uh, that. As well as we had on the original schedule, uh, the uh, Illini, as it's Illini Tuesday, the therapy uh, session that we usually have. Uh, but I don't know how much time we'll have uh, for that because uh, we also got to dive into uh, the uh, Shohei Otani news uh, with not only uh, the signing becoming official, but the uh, details of the uh, contract uh, were released yesterday as well. And I think I've been talking for about two minutes, so I will defer to uh, the rest of the show for 40 minutes oh. uh, elsewhere. Okay. That's so, how the contract works. Oh, oh I know how the con. Trust me. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this contract. I I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know. If the, the I know Dodgers... exactly how to feel. And I know exactly how the rest of baseball fans should feel as well. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it. I don't know if the Dodgers are, are extremely smart or extremely dumb or 
uh, Shohei Otani and his team are geniuses. I I don't know how to feel about this, but uh, we'll explore. I'll help you, Travis. I'll help you figure <laughs> out how to feel. I bet you will. So we'll uh, get into that, and that's uh, coming up. So uh, we might have to save college basketball and Illini. Uh, for the uh, podcast as uh, talk about that loss there on Saturday against the uh, volunteers, but uh, we'll get into all of it and whatever we don't get to here in the Trashville show, we get to in the podcast in some sort of fashion and you know where to find that your favorite podcast platforms as well as the website. FVMRadio.com is a good source to uh, uh, listen in on that as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a good source of other information and follow everything that we do here at the uh, station. So uh, stay up to date on local news, local sports, trading posts, all of that good stuff on our website has to offer uh, there. All right, so we got a lot to get to here and to the show and a lot to dive into here on this uh, Tuesday. So uh, let's get into it and let's get it started and let's hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show, things first and we're starting off in that double dose of monday night football that we had uh, last night and we'll start with what eric just mentioned there with uh, tommy devito the illinois legend grows and uh, tommy devito ends up leading the uh, giants over the uh, packers and the giants win here 24 22 get on the back of tommy devito daniel jones who it's the devito show baby as he led the G-Men to the win last night over the Packers in Monday Night Football. Yeah, um, you know, uh, first of all, it snapped Travis, the second longest December win streak in NFL history. Packers have won 16 games in December, mm. and DeVito ended that. Wow. Entering the game, the Packers had a 68% chance to make the playoff. They now are at 47%, thanks to Tommy. DeVito. Wow. Tommy DeVito has led the Giants to their first three-game win streak since week four through seven last season. They were 2-8 and eight prior to the stretch. He's the third undrafted rookie in the common draft era to win three of his first four career starts, along with Ed Rupert for Washington and Delvin Hodges for the 2019 Steelers. Mm. I don't know if that's a two great names you want to <laughs> put yourself in because I've never heard of them. Sure. Uh, 71 career-high rushing yards. Let yeah. a game-winning drive. He was nearly perfect in the second half, Travis, with his lone incompletion being a throwaway. 10 of 11, 110 yards passing, 45 yards rushing, and one passing touchdown in that fourth quarter mm-hmm. for Mr. DeVito in that second yeah. half, I mean. So, um, yeah, uh, improbable. It's just kind of crazy how uh, everyone in the national media now are kind of falling in love with uh, DeVito and – uh, tweeting out uh, Jersey Shore gifts and uh, finding the uh, treasure that is his family and his uh, father and the uh, tailgate that they had uh, going on outside of the uh, Meadowlands. I know he's a New Jersey native, and I know he went to Syracuse before, but uh, we can claim him as an Illini. That's where he uh, went last, and that's where he had his most success. So... We let him here. You can. We can. We can claim him as an Illini. You can try, Travis. Um, 
the, hasn't Alina been I, any more national relevant since since when? Kirk Kettner, of course. Um, Gosh, uh, Richard Mendenhall, <laughs> maybe. Um, but no, I, you you said the the Illini legend of Tommy v, DeVito grows. No, Travis, this is now the New York Giants legend of Tommy DeVito. This is not us. This is the Giants can claim this one. And rightly so. His agent fits in with the Giants. His family fits in with the Giants. It just, it works so good. No way that agent was real. I, I am hoping, Travis, he was. He I want him to, to be real. He wasn't talking to anybody on that phone. I want him to be real so <laughs> badly, Travis. That had to be a plant. Don't, hey, don't be messing with Tommy DeVito and his family, Travis. I have a feeling oh, no. they know people. No, so absolutely. don't be bad mouthing his agent. You never know. Yeah. I may end up doing this show by myself. I, yeah, who knows? I, I, I think you know, he couldn't go anywhere else and have this happen. He could go this well and play like he's playing, but it's because of where it's at, and it's because of the circumstances and everything that surrounds it, and the fact that you know, yes, he he played for Illinois. But really, he's a hometown kid playing for the Giants, leading them to Monday Night Football success. Mm -hmm. That that's like storybook. Like that's that's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, undrafted, undrafted too. Yeah, sign with your favorite. You know, I would assume probably his team growing up. If not the Giants, maybe the Jets because of where he grew up in New Jersey. And I'm assuming a lot here, so forgive me, people. Yeah. Um. But. Just everything about his family, it just fits in with the Giants' kind of culture. It does. It, this couldn't happen. Any, if he signed with Denver <laughs> and and went on a, won three out of four games, it's not as big of a deal. No. Yeah, I agree. So Definitely at all. It you all you adds can to try the story. to claim him, Travis. That's fine. It makes your ego feel good being an Illini fan. That's fine. This is a New York Giants legend, Tommy DeVito, not an Illinois legend. Well, I mean, he's beaten the Green Bay Packers, and that's exactly what an Illinois legend uh, would do. So I'm still going to continue to uh, claim uh, Mr. DeVito because that's where he played college football last. And so uh, that's what we're going to go with. I mean, like I said, if it makes you feel better, you can keep (laughs) doing that. That's fine. Uh, like you said, uh, DeVito also rushed for 71 yards, but uh, Saquon actually found the end zone uh, two times, even though he didn't get over uh, 100 yards. And also, uh, DeVito is, wasn't sacked as well mm-hmm. in the game, and that's something that didn't happen there at uh, Syracuse. But uh, the uh, Giants ended up winning uh, there, and uh, that allows the uh, Packers to drop to a 6-7 and a seven on the season. And, uh, you know, the NFC North is getting muddy yep. up there with uh, the Lions faltering on Sunday and also the Vikings as well. They're kind of meddling in mediocrity with their injury issues. They're 7-6. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you can't discount the Chicago Bears well, at 5-8. and eight. I'm so glad you brought that up, Travis. So best chances to make the NFC playoffs that our teams are 7-6 and six or worse. Mm-hmm. Vikings are at the top, 68% chance to make the playoff. Packers, number two, 57% chance to make the playoffs. Your Rams are third, 43% yeah. chance to make the playoffs. The Bears are second to worst with 4%. Hmm. And the Giants have half a percent. Uh, half, half a percent. percent for the Giants. Well, 
You're saying, saying there's a chance. You say there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. So maybe uh, there you go. Now, one thing that's kind of overlooked, and I want to bring this up. Jordan Love, you know, you and me have kind of criticized Jordan Love and said he's not ready and stuff like that. And just, you know, mm-hmm. did you know that before Tommy DeVito led that comeback late in the game, Jordan Love gave the Packers the lead with his fourth go-ahead passing touchdown in the fourth quarter overtime this season that ties with Geno Smith for the most of the season and tied for the most of any Packer quarterback since 1970. Yes, more than Brett Favre, more than Aaron Rodgers in a season. Jordan Love has wow. the most fourth quarter or overtime go-ahead touchdowns in a season right now, tied with Don Majowski from 1989. And the Packers had one three straight entering uh, the night. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, most go-ahead passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter overtime, Jordan Love, four of them this season. So wow. maybe he is, Travis. Yeah. I mean, uh, Collinsworth was definitely hyping him up. The other night on Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs, talking about him being Favre and Rodgers, and great, the Packers have stumbled into another great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, those uh, game-winning drives, game-winning touchdowns, yeah. or go-ahead touchdowns definitely speak for themselves there. Yep. Even though I think we maybe pump the brakes just a little bit. The Packers have had a nice uh, three weeks, but right. maybe a crash back to reality last night, taking the loss to New York. And uh, that wasn't the only game of the uh, night and the uh, Dolphins. They had this in hand, and they almost had it. They It was like that uh, meme of the uh, fishermen. Almost had it. Almost. Almost got it. Um, they had the lead in three in the last three minutes, and they blew it. Uh, two straight, two and outs, and uh, the Titans come back and win it 28-27 to in the very last minute. They were down by a couple of scores. And they in the last three minutes, and they have won the game mm-hmm. by a point, twenty-eight, twenty-seven. So, yep, I mean, f- first team to win a game in regulation after trailing by fourteen plus points with less than three minutes remaining in the fourth quarter since the Raiders in nineteen seventy-six versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Titans got that win thanks to the two-point conversion when they scored with two forty left. Uh, trailing by 14, ESPN Analytics gave them a 4.8% chance to win if they had just attempted the point after, but bumped it up to 6.2% chance after going for two. Mm-hmm. And Will Levis, the last 434 yeah. of that game, 9 for 11, 132 yards, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. He was 3 of 3 for 45 yards and a touchdown when he targeted DeAndre Hopkins. So, obviously, he's the man. Yeah, appreciate that. Tyron Hopkins. But with that win, Travis, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Upsets. Eight underdogs won in week 14. That's the most in a, season, yeah. in a week this season. And underdogs posted a winning record for the second time this season. The upset victory is Monday. Also capped off a week where five of the eight worst teams entering the week won. Mm, yeah. Five of the worst eight won. Yeah, the Titans were 13-and-a-half-point underdogs yep. going into the game. The only the only worst team, Travis, who won, who who lost this week was the Panthers. Mm. Panthers lost, the worst team in football. But I said five of the worst eight won. Yeah. The other two, which would be the Cardinals and Commanders, were both on bye weeks. So they mm. didn't lose. So if you look at it that way, seven of the eight worst teams didn't lose this week. Yeah. So. Wow. Um, but did you see the story about Tyreek Hill? No, I didn't. So he got injured, like you said. I mean, yeah, I 
I kind of heard a little bit about that, but I didn't really hear any more details. So he, he, he was injured, and this is what he said. He said, when it happened, like my first reaction was like, man, my ankle is gone. My adrenaline kicked in. I ran off the field, and I sat for a while, and it got stiff, and I was going through a lot of pain. Then I just made up my mind. I came in at halftime, and I texted my wife. I was like, this expletive hurts. Mm-hmm. I need an ankle massage tonight. And she texted back and said, you better get your butt back in the game, dog. And I was like, all right. So I just made up my mind that it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. Tonight and tomorrow morning, I just went back in the game on my own without anybody saying. <laughs> you no one said, Reek, go. Dog. I was like, no, this. I've got to get out there and bring some energy and be that spark. So his wife texted, you get back in their game. Get back in there, dog. Get back in there, dog. Mm. <laughs> it was a Randy Jackson. <laughs> that was that was a good playing dog. I mean, <laughs> hey, that was good dog. Oh, that man. was good. Spurred uh, on by his wife. How about that? Hey, I've always said sometimes I need a kick in the butt from my wife. Um, so there yeah, you go. That's, that's what uh, Tyree but, Hill needed. So, yeah. Didn't help the Dolphins none, though. No. And so uh, they're firmly placed at the second seed now with nine and four. Uh, the Chiefs, they're faltering. They're 8-5, and five, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did kind of walk back the yeah, uh, behavior that he had from uh, Sunday. Which I he, told you. Yeah, yeah. He, he apologized. Yep. Said they shouldn't act like that towards officials or any human yep. for that matter in his press conference that he had yesterday uh, there. I didn't realize that the Titans were – uh, five and eight, mm-hmm. and down at the bottom there with the Raiders, Jets, yep. uh, Charters for that matter. But hmm, crazy, it is. And Patriots have been eliminated from d- playoff contention. They have, yes, as well as the Panthers. If you didn't as know of that. this weekend, yes, Panthers did as well. So, Travis, can you imagine a possible scenario? Just think of this, where we could get a rematch from a game earlier in the season for um, the first round of the playoffs. Because only one team gets a bye in the NFL, correct? Uh, is it yes. one or two? I think it's just one. Three versus seven, four versus – I think it's the top two. Is it the top two? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, then I hope Kansas City clears it up, and I hope the Dolphins fall to three, Travis, because then we could, in theory, get a rematch of the 70-20 to 20 game. Hmm. Who would have thought week three when the Broncos are 0-3 getting trounced 70-20 to that they could possibly be a playoff team? Wow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no one would have thought that after that game. No. But here we are. Here we are. They're right there. Yeah. So. And it's crazy just how so many people are uh, kind of with the same records and no, whatnot. No, only, only one bye. Yeah. Yep. Had me on the spot. Had me. Sorry, sorry. I had to look it up myself. Thinking so. about it. You're so. good. Mm. But yeah, so uh, we'll uh, see that close the book on a week of 14. With that, a double header. We got a triple header on Saturday. Uh, so plan your fantasy playoffs accordingly. Yes. Uh, we have the Thursday game against the Chargers and Raiders. Oh boy, what a doozy. Oh yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert may not be able to go. He is not. One. He has season-ending. Thumb surgery. He's done for gotcha. the year. Um, and then uh, Saturday, the three games is the Vikings, Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Broncos, Lions on Saturday. There and then Sunday, the full slate. And 
next Monday night's game is against uh, Philadelphia and Seattle. They're in Seattle. Yeah, but not really a great week of games, Travis, when you look at it. Cowboys, Bills. Cowboys, Bills, yes. Ravens, Jaguars. Yes, that's two. Pretty decent. You also have Rams, Commanders, 49ers, Cardinals, Chiefs, Patriots, Bears, Browns, Falcons, Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Green Bay Buccaneers, Texans, <clears throat> Titans. There's some matchups right there. Those are. And Steelers, Colts. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky against Gardner Minshew. Oh, and the Colts. Yes. The playoff Colts. Yes. Right now. So uh, that is what's in store for week number 15 of the NFL. So uh, that closes the book on that. And then coming up, we're going to be talking to some basketball, some local basketball and high school girls basketball from last night. And take a look at the boys' schedule for this evening all on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Shop Rural King for the best gifts to give and receive this Christmas. Stock up on our latest Rudy Special, a dollar off Dixie Ultra Paper Plates or Bowls, now just $1.99. And get a $50 Rural King gift card when you buy $200 in Carhartt. And take 40% off tree stands, climbing systems, and soft side blinds. Unwrap the savings on these items and more at your neighborhood Rural King or RuralKing.com, America's farm and home store. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, the starting lineup. Hello. Hello. Hello, welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup, 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. 
ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some local sports. Some local sports uh, from uh, last night. And uh, let's take a look at the uh, local sports world in high school girls basketball. Including one that we had on our uh, station there last night over on uh, Jack FM. And Altamont for the second straight game had to come back there in the second half. And they hold on to win after a late North Clay charge as Altamont holds on to win a 78-73. Said on the broadcast last night, said it with a coach car at the end of the game in the postgame interview that it's uh, just something about that gym there in Louisville that it's never easy when you come there and play a North Clay as it was not easy there last night, uh, that's for sure. As uh, North Clay got off to an amazing start, they couldn't miss from the field. They were dropping three-pointers left and right. They were in the first half there. They were 8 for 12 from beyond the arc as a team. Atia Price was just uh, shooting it uh, well. She had like five threes in the first half alone. Uh, Ballard, she's just a scorer, and uh, she could fill it up, and uh, she actually got her points. She ended up with 35 on the night, and you know if you break down the first half and second half, she had more points in the second half, but uh, I thought that when the game really kind of swung in Altamont's favor again in the third quarter, it just looked like for the second straight game, Eric, that this team is a third-quarter team, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where they excel uh, the best. They went to the locker room, and Coach Carr was talking about they had some uh, conversations with the, with each other. They said what they needed to do, what they were doing wrong, and they talked it out, and uh, they uh, corrected themselves, and uh, they worked it out with a like this tight-knit group uh, that they are, and they rallied around each other, and they ended up riding that third-quarter wave. And for the second straight game, they were down by eight at halftime, Last game against Nokomis, I think they were up by six by the third quarter's in. This time they're only up four by the end of the third quarter. But Altamont proven to be a third-quarter team the past two games. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you want to be more than just one quarter, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to be down at the half and have to come back and come out. But the, the, the good thing, I guess, for your Altamont is your team has shown that resilience to yeah. be able to do that uh, on a consistent basis now. Um, to weather a storm in the first half, maybe not play your best ball, and come out in that second half ready to go and and take a lead and take command of the mm. game. And that's something that is going to do Altamont very well. That mental mindset as they get going on in the season. But you'd also just like to take care of business like you know you can right. in the first half and not fall behind. So I'm sure Coach Carr is kind of dealing with a little bit of a uh, glad on one hand, but kind of wish we weren't in that position on the other. Right, yeah, and just the kind of way they've been finishing games as well. Like in the second half, they built it up in the start of the fourth quarter. It was like double digits at one point, but North Clay uh, fought their way back. Ballard filled it up in the fourth quarter. So did Weatherall. Uh, all seven her her points came in that uh, fourth quarter, mainly on a pick-and-roll uh, game. Like I said, if you look at the uh, box score, the splits with the first half and second half for Ballard, uh, she had more points in the second half, but I thought that uh, really the game kind of swung in Altamont's favor when uh, they switched up their defense, and Peyton Osteen was the main defender there of uh, Ballard when uh, they were guarding one-on-one. 
And I thought that uh, the third quarter uh, was really the swing there as uh, Ballard had her lowest scoring uh, quarter of the game uh, there. And I thought that really is what swung it around for Altamont. Uh, Nelson obviously uh, taking over the game in the second half. She had like 29 in the second half alone. She ended up with 43 in the game. But uh, uh, Kaylee Lurkins was also uh, good in the post, and she had some good post moves and uh, rebounding as well. And defense was there. Uh, for her as well. Peyton in a finishing with 13 points on the offensive end as well as her defense. I thought uh, Reardon uh, and Kylie Osteen both pulled down a crucial rebound uh, to uh, keep possessions alive for Altamont late in the game to kind of preserve the win. But uh, Ballard's also just, uh, like I mentioned, she's just a scorer. She finished with 35 and a price had a career night there with 23 on the evening after those five threes. And Van Dyke, she was uh, shooting it good. Uh, as well in the first half, she had a couple of threes uh, made there. She ended up with eight uh, points uh, there. And so uh, this is uh, two teams where Altamont's going in one direction of a five-game five winning streak now and 4-0 and in the, the National Trail and North Clay. They're going the opposite way as they are now on a four-game losing streak and they're 0-4 mm. in the National Trail uh, there. Altamont stays in conference as the next game is going to be at home, and it's going to get, be against Cowden Herrick at Beecher City there on a Thursday. North Clay back in action as they step out of conference, and they'll take on a Red Hill there. So that is what happened there on Jack FM last night. Elsewhere around the area, it was a rivalry game with Topolis and St. Anthony, and it was Topolis picking up the win over the Bulldogs 55-44. to was the final score there as this kind of game was a little back and forth in the first half as Topless. So they have a 16 to five lead there after one quarter, but St. Anthony battles back and uh, they outscored the shoes 16 to nine in the second quarter. But the action really swung there in the third quarter shoes 22 to 11 outscored a St. Anthony uh, there. And they ended up winning the game and closing it out there. Uh, Chloe Propes, Led the way for its topless. She had 22 in the game, and that was the only double-figure scorer there uh, for uh, the topless. Uh, Nuxall led the way for uh, St. A as she had 16, and Vonderheide, she had 11 in the contest. And that was also uh, Coach Thompson's uh, 450th win uh, there at the topless as well. So picking up a dub against a uh, rival plus your 450th coaching win mm -hmm. as well for coach thompson so yeah congratulations absolutely congratulations to her for sure uh elsewhere the only other ntc team that was in action was south central and they fell to woodlawn 65 to 41 as webster led the way for south central uh, she had 12 uh burkett and uh, sophie uh, skinner was leading for woodlawn as they had 22 and 21 respectively in the game it was FEM, a big-time winner over Charleston, 61-221 was the final score. FEM, they had the 12-4 lead, and again, in the third quarter is really where they took control of this one. 25-6, they outscored the uh, Trojans and ended up shutting them out there in the fourth quarter, 18-0. Uh, uh, they go on to win 61-21. Uh, Beals and Altoff both had uh, 13 points to lead the way for the Hearts, and Austin had 10 points uh, for her. 
and also in the Alinka Prairie, it was uh, Cumberland getting the win in overtime over Okaw Valley, 37-2, to uh, 33 was the uh, final score uh, there as that was uh, back and forth as Okaw Valley uh, they had the lead there in the first half, but then uh, Cumberland came back to tie things up eventually there and they outscored them 9-5 to in the overtime session to uh, pick up the win. Looks like uh, Kaitlin Shoemaker uh, led the way. 13 points for the Pirates. Uh, Carr also had 11 in the game as well, and Didimore also had 12 points as well, it looks like. And Arcola, they won against Tri-County, 56-40. It was uh, uh, Villa Grove over Heritage, 36-33. Sullivan with the win over Arthur, 49-31. Sarah Gordo, victory over Unity Christian, 42-17. Uh, the Little Illini was Newton over Salem, 53-36. As it was uh, Cameron Martin leading the way for the Eagles. She had 18. Uh, and... Uh, Carissa Martin had a 12. Kessler also had 12 points as well. Uh, Mount Carmel won over Robinson, 67-54. Paris with the win over Casey, continuing their undefeated run to start the season. 41-23 was the final there. Speaking of undefeated teams, that's Central A&M. They got the win over Nokomis, 53-32. And Clinton over Macon Meridian, 56-44. South Central saw Staunton win over Vandalia, 72-25. North Mac over Piasaw, 53-35. Greenville with the win over Pena, 58-41. Carlinville over Gillespie, 45-36. And Hillsborough with the win over Litchfield, 49-24. And we did have Arcola in action in boys basketball last night against uh, Judah Christian. They won 61-38. And Carrollton was also victorious over Carlinville, 38-31 in boys basketball. Junior high boys basketball in the seventh grade. It was Dietrich over Oblong, 40 to 24, and Jasper County over Martinsville, 41 28. In eighth grade, both teams won that one as well. Dietrich over Oblong, 52 to nine, and Jasper County winning over Martinsville, 57 to 12. Local sports action for tonight. We got the 63rd annual St. Elmo Holiday Tournament getting underway there, and it all tips off at 6:15 with a number one seed Hillsboro going up against the 8th seed of Ramsey, and then the 4th seed of Patoka Odin against the 5th seed of Windsor Stu Straws. They're at a 7-45 tonight in St. Elmo. Also elsewhere in the NTC, we got a St. Anthony hosting Newton in a good one there. Uh, we got Nioga going up against Casey Westfield and a game that Dominic and I will be at mm -hmm. in Carlisle as it's Altamont going to Carlisle. And you can uh, hear that over on Jack FM there. As I mentioned, uh, an Indian will win this game tonight. Oh, good, 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 good. I like yeah, that. So uh, I think that they – I know Carlisle just picked up the win over uh, Vandalia in their last game. And I'm trying to pull up their uh, record here. Yeah, they're 6-1 to start the season. Mm -hmm. Very uh, good there. team. So, yep, it's going to be a battle between Orange and Pro yeah. Jack FM. Also uh, tonight elsewhere in the Apollo, it's Mattoon at Shelbyville, Charleston hosting Robinson, Mount Zion is at Normal West, Muhammad Seymour is at Taylorville, Antitopolis visiting Effingham. Lincoln Prairie tonight, Arcola is at Saragordo, Macon Meridian hosting Argenta, Warrensboro Latham at Unity Christian, Tri-County at Paris, Little Lini Flora hosting Mount Carmel, Central Illinois, it's Tuscola against Heritage, Indenburg at Central A&M, Riverton hosting Clinton, 
South Central, Nicomas at Pena, Gillespie at Lincolnwood, Jerseyville hosting Staunton, Piasaw at Jacksonville, North Mac hosting Porta, and Highland is at Litchfield. We also have some girls basketball on tap for tonight. Team that Altima will see on uh, Thursday, Cottonhead Beach City in Vandalia to take on the Vandals. Brownstown is at Casey. Taylorville is at Mattoon. Mount Zion hosting Moreau Forsyth. Arthur at Monticello. Villa Grove in South Fork. In South Fork. Argenta against Sagamaw Valley. And Robinson hosting a South Vigo there. And stay tuned to later on and tomorrow morning to the website, fmradio.com, for all the scores. And we'll be back tomorrow also to recap those games as well and talk about the Cumberland game first game there for the pirates mm-hmm. in the san elmo holiday tournament there yes we're already underway with holiday tournaments seeing schedules pop up here and there so i uh, have to start and prep for that yep are you ready i'm ready for holiday tournaments down here at beecher city let's go yeah tomorrow night and it should, should be, be a good one and only a couple weeks till christmas i know Hopefully I have all the Christmas shopping done. Any last-minute gifts there? I know uh, that uh, one uh, team in a baseball was spending money for Christmas, <laughs> but they may ha- have to uh, wait until 2034 to spend a lot on their Christmas or might have to just spend it out of the way now because they're not going to have a lot of money left in uh, 2034. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the unprecedented contract, the unprecedented deferrals of those contracts on a Shohei Otani, and that's on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. And Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Passion. There's no doubt that having passion for what you do makes you better at it. And at Cromwell Media in Effingham, we have a lot of passion for what we do. We take a lot of pride in providing our community with entertainment, news, sports, and weather each day. And we are looking to add a passionate individual to our team. Yes, we are looking for someone to help our sales team, but it's more than that. We help our clients reach new customers each day by providing them with the ears and eyes that check out our content and finding the right spots for each of them. So you can become a consultant and a marketing specialist for those clients. Education, background, and experience are important, but we really want to know if you are ready to come to work at a place with pride in what we do and a passion to do it better each day. If so, you are who we are looking for. If you would like to be a part of our team, just reach out to us. All of our contact information is available at effinghamradio.com. We would love to add your passion to our team. Hey, it's Amanda, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always the crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. 
Hey, this is Brian, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Nugget Trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Chick-fil-A today, available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Last football season, but now you can play during basketball season, too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepicks.com slash play now and use code play now. That's code play now at prizepicks.com slash play now. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. And now, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. And nope, nope, redo that. On 98.9, the game. And nope, nope, redo that. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues aim to avoid their fourth loss in a row when they host the Detroit Red Wings at Enterprise Center tonight. Blues are coming off a 3-1 loss to the Blackhawks on Saturday. Tonight's game starts at 6.30. PM. In college basketball action from yesterday, Lindenwood, or tonight I should say, Lindenwood hosts Alivia and Southern Illinois welcomes Austin P. The Bulls' four-game winning streak was snapped with a 133-129 overtime loss to the Bucks. The Bulls overcame a 14-point deficit and forced OT. DeMar DeRozan knocked down a game-tying floater at the end of regulation. Chicago took a brief lead in the extra period before giving up an 8-0 run to hand Milwaukee the win. DeRozan had 41 points in the losing effort. Colby White finished with 33. The Bulls now 9-15. They'll host Denver tonight. The Blackhawks look to get back in the win column when they visit the Edmonton Oilers. 4-2 loss to the Capitals on Sunday. Tonight's game gets underway at 9 o'clock. Chicago Bears are, will spend the re- getting ready for their road game against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Bears are on a two-game winning streak after knocking off the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Chicago remains last in the NFC North at 5-8. Sunday's game kicks off at noon. Illinois fighting Illini basketball team is moving in the right direction. The Illini jumped up two spots, number 16, in yesterday's coaches poll. Illinois played two ranked teams last weekend, beating number 14, Florida Atlantic, before losing to number 10, Tennessee. The Illini go up against Colgate on Sunday. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Shout Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center. It's the absolute disrespect there in the polls. Why? Beat FAU and we're ranked below them. Yeah, that's because they were so high ahead of us. Shame. If we would have beat Tennessee, then I'd, I'd be arguing with you more about it. Well, but sure. the, the mean, Tennessee loss didn't didn't help. Yeah, I think that no. if we would have uh, definitely beaten Tennessee, we would have definitely have leapfrogged FAU. By uh, the way, Travis, mm-hmm. NHL doubleheader tonight mm-hmm. on ESPN. Yep. Red Wings Blues. Mm-hmm. And then Con- Bedard versus McGregor. Not McGregor. McDavid. <laughs> 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 nice. You like that? Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor getting on the ice. I wonder if he's fleet of foot there on the on the hey, skates. I bet his Irish whiskey goes good on ice. I, I bet so too. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, that was a, a little college basketball talk. We'll save yes. that for a little bit uh, later. But uh, we need to talk about here the uh, for the second straight day. Uh, we mentioned yesterday the signing of uh, Shohei Otani over uh, the uh, weekend, but then yesterday the uh, signing became official, and also uh, it became official the details of that contract. 
10 years is 700 a million dollars way bigger contract than mike trout got with the angels mm-hmm. his extension uh and that was only 426 and a half million uh but what was crazy about this now is the details of the uh, contract that uh, there's going to be deferred payments yes that this is not going to be a 70 million dollar uh annual salary like we once thought as it was reported but then the details of this contract has come out and uh otani is going to defer to the end of the contract mm-hmm. and he's going to defer 68 million of yes. his 70 million dollar per year uh until the contract to be paid without interest from 2034 to 2043 is and so his annual salary for the next 10 seasons yes it's just going to be $2 million. The 10 seasons he's agreed to play for the Dodgers. Right. He's The Dodgers are going to pay him $2 million each year. Yes. To play for them. Yes. Okay. So there's there's a lot of... Uh, all right. First, let's, let's break this down. Uh-huh. Okay. So the AAV, which is the average annual value of this contract, mm-hmm. everyone looks at it and goes, oh, it was $70 million. And then it was, oh, wait a minute, it's only $2 million. No. The average annual value, the calculation works out to be $46 million. That's the average annual value, which tops Max Scherzer's previous record and Aaron Judge's previous record. Okay? So it is a record. It was predicted before the offseason began that a $44 million average annual value for Otani was what was predicted. So therefore, Travis, this is not that extreme of a contract. When you look at it that way, about the average annual value, it's only two million more than what he was predicted to get. So yes, he did move it, but he only moved it six percent instead of sixty-two percent. That average annual value, the seven seven hundred million and the seventy million figures that came out first, that is not real. Okay, and here's here's how. The $70 million figure was never real in that it dwarfs expectations. There's no current indications that any team offered anything close to that in an AAV without the deferral. Yes. The $46 million average annual value is what matters. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that is what you're going to go on, is that average annual value. This is still unprecedented, but it's not as extreme first of all the 700 million is not extreme when you look at the average annual value the 70 million a year is not extreme because that's not what he's getting paid he's getting paid 46 million average annual so again he moved it the average annual value of the contract he moved it from what i understood the 46 million dollars is the uh, cbt luxury tax yes that the Dodgers would have to uh, pay, um, and that is a certain uh, kind of like we, they don't have as uh, hard a salary cap mm-hmm. in MLB, mm-hmm. but uh, you are penalized for how much you go over the uh, soft cap, yes. and uh, that is basically the luxury tax uh, there that the Dodgers have to pay. And of course, the more over you are mm-hmm. with the millions that's how much more they have to pay a percentage mm-hmm. of the luxury tax uh there but uh, it is not a tax dodge travis 
It is not. And a lot of people are saying it, looks it is. It's like it's attack dodge from uh, Shohei Otani. No. This, as it says in the CBA, quote, there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributed to deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. Now, it would probably be considered a tax dodge if we were talking the average annual value would be about 35 or so. Then I would I would agree that it would be a tax dodge. It is not a tax dodge. It is in the Dodgers' right to do this. Now, so so let's let, all right. Here we go. So Otani's contract stu- structure, as we know, is going to be a big advantage for the Dodgers, and we'll get to that in a second. They're paying him two million dollars a year for reference, Travis. Ken Griffey Jr. next year is making three point five million. Okay, just uh-huh. one of are going to make more than Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Paying Shohei so little seems ludicrous in that sense, even if it is within the rules. A team's CPT payroll uses the average annual value of each contract, and that determines the luxury tax. But teams also operate off real payroll. A two-year, twenty million dollar deal. Might actually be paid five million the first year and fifteen in the second, despite it being a ten million dollar cap hit. Hmm. See what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not just black and white numbers. There's, oh well, yeah. There's wiggle room. Sure. So instead of paying Otani forty six million dollars on that payroll, they're actually paying him less than Austin Barnes. Okay. Jeez. So is it a problem? Does deferring 97% of a huge contract mean baseball is broken? And does it represent a major turning point of contention when the CBA expires after the 2026 season? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, quote, according to league and union sources, MLB has proposed limiting deferrals in prior CBA negotiations, but the MLB Players Association has declined those limits because defers allow players flexibility that allows a contract to be worth, let's say, $700 million instead of $460 million. This came up in previous CBA talks, and it was probably more of a nice-to-have for the MLB, but not something for which they'd actually make a concession for for the PA. The PA doesn't want to give this up because they want their players to make money. Yeah. So... It um, is weird. It's very weird. It's very weird. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, you would do this from Otani's uh, side is yes. that, uh, you know, you give a guy, you look at it from the outside, you hear those big numbers, 70 million, 700 million. We said it on the show. How are they going to get mm-hmm. other players? You need more than him, especially uh, with him being and not be able to pitch. Now they can still be in on Yamamoto, Cease, Glasnow, and yep. all these players because his overall thing yes. is that he wants to win. Yes. And so he defers this money so they don't have to pay him as much so they can go out and get other players and whatnot. And also uh, one of the reasons... Uh, why you do this for Otani's side is because, yeah, you're only going to make a $2 million annual salary, but you're going to make a lot more. He's already making a ton more in endorsements and uh, uh, Japanese deals that he's had for commercials and whatnot. So that's another reason why he can do this is that only $2 million, yeah, but he's also going to make a lot more in endorsements as well, even on top of what he's already making. And here's the other reason why, if you're Otani, you make this deal, Travis. If you are not living in California after this deal expires, you don't have to pay taxes on the remaining $68 million. Exactly. That's that's why it was a, a dodge for Otani. It's, it is a dodge for Otani, but it's not a dodge <laughs> for the Dodgers is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They did what was in the collective bargaining agreement allowed them to do. They're not the first 
to do this. When Albert Pujols signed with the Angels, $5 million of his money, or $50 million, excuse me, was deferred. We Obviously, we all know Bobby Bonilla. That was yeah. deferred. This is not unprecedented. This has happened before. Not to this extreme. Exactly. But, Travis, this, this again, leads me to, and I said it whenever his free agency was happening, and the reports were money is not the issue for Otani. Mm-hmm. He wants to win. Yeah. This shows it, Travis. The breakdown of the contract in, in pure money value, mm-hmm. not what was reported, not what – it's not $700 million. That's the sticker shock. That's that's what everyone the number everyone sees. Yep. But the actual contract is 10-year, 460 million. There is not a ball team on Major League Baseball that couldn't do this deal. Mm-hmm. Everyone could. Yeah. He chose to go to the Dodgers. The Dodgers allowed him to defer it because he wants to win. Yeah. And that's what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. Do I hate it? Absolutely, I hate it. Yeah. But it's in the Dodgers' right, it's Shohei's right to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And he wants to compete. He wants to win. And yeah. that's been his argument the whole time is that he wanted to win. Yeah, it definitely uh, shows that uh, for sure. Uh, now, we're, we're up against it, so I'm going to go take a, a quick break, okay. and then we'll be back to uh, close out our final thoughts here on this uh, Otani uh, deal to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditoutogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the Universal Life Policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget, both Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't play him for the referee stuff. But he benefited from it. Benefited from it last night as well. That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. It's a Super Bowl. Let him play. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. 
to the starting lineup here on 98.9. The game rolling here on 98.9 over just say a little a bit longer. But we need to uh, close things out, continuing to talk about Shohei Otani and uh, that unprecedented uh, deferral mm -hmm. and whatnot. So we're going to close out with some of our uh, final thoughts here. Okay, what are you going to say before the break? I just have one final question for you. Uh-huh. Does this make Shohei a villain to you? Oof. With the way it all I mean, went down, with everything that's happened throughout this whole process, is he a villain now? I mean, yeah, as soon as they start collecting other uh, Infinity Stones, I, I could see how that could be. I'm asking you, do you consider Shohei a villain? No. No? No. I don't either. I can see how a lot of people do. You can see how the team that he plays for is villains. So, but again, I consider that more it's than in him. their right. They they didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, uh, they just kind of they didn't break the rules, but they kind of went around around the rules. No, they didn't, Travis. I mean, you how can they not go around the rules when uh, they have a seventy million dollar contract, but they're going to pay him on the back end? They're not going to pay him right away because he agreed to it. They're going to pay him $68 million from when he's 40 years old yes. to 49. Yes. He agreed to it. It's not like they held a gun to his head and said, well, sign yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't you want to get paid $68 million Absolutely, I for would. probably doing nothing They got the for best nine years? player in baseball on credit. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's 100% right. On but credit. It's what the CBA allows them to do. Yeah, they didn't break the rules. No. They just kind of used the rules to their advantage. But again, any team in baseball could do it. I guess so. Anyone could have done it. And they already have done it. Yes. Not as, to this extent, but they already have. They already have. Big deferrals with Mookie Betts and a Freddie Freeman. Yes. As well that maybe no one really kind of took notice to until this contract yep. details uh, came out. And like, oh, okay, well. They've done it with Mookie and Freddie as well. Yes. But to this extent, is pretty extreme. And in the podcast, Travis, I will tell you about the next step for the Dodgers and what I think the front office should do next. Mm, it's what shocking. What the front office should do shocking. next. Shocking. Uh, get ready for a, a rotation there on a night one of uh, Yamamoto playing in the game on opening night, but not for the Cardinals. So get ready uh, for that with the Shocking. Los Angeles Tax Dodgers coming up this season uh, against Travis. the entire MLB world. All just to beat the Diamondbacks. <laughs> if so you Travis will. considers a villain. I consider the Dodgers the villains. And he yes. plays for the Dodgers, so therefore well, he's a villain. So he's kind yeah. of guilty by association okay. there. So. Bitter, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, we'll continue this in the uh, podcast because uh, we got to run and we got to hand things off to uh, Carlina versus uh, Joe, and then uh, Freddie versus Harry, or Freddie versus Harry, Freddie and Harry. They're not against each other; they are a partnership, unlike Carlina versus Joe. Coming up next, so enjoy your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Yeah, I thought you were saying Newt Bar.
Welcome back in. Uh, welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up here, we still got more stuff to say about the uh, Los Angeles uh, Dodgers situation with mm -hmm. Shohei Otani and uh, this date in uh, sports history uh, coming up as well. Yep. Maybe the executive decision that we're saving a line eye basketball for tomorrow. That's fine because they don't play until Sunday. So. Exactly. Got yep. Nothing but time to heal. Nothing but time. Nothing but time. Nothing but time. So uh, we'll save that conversation for uh, later because there's still more stuff to unwrap with the uh, uh, tax dodgers yes. uh, coming up. But first, before we get to that, is there anything on sports? Yeah, let's anything talk sports center. Up? Travis, the NFL kicks off a special meeting today. Did you know that? No. Yes, the event, also known as the Front Office Accelerator, is taking place in Irving, Texas. We'll wrap up on Wednesday. The focus of the meeting will be, my favorite thing, international play. The Sports Business Journal reports the agenda will include an ownership vote, which would require all 32 teams to play at least one home game outside of the U.S. every four years. The current system requires teams to play a home game on foreign soil once every eight years. So this would speed it up. Hmm. The league's also considering games in Madrid, Spain, and Sao Paulo, Brazil, as early as next season. Hmm. I'm going to Spain next year to watch some NFL. No. Brazil. No. Only if it's during Carnival. I guess. That's, no, no, not really. Keep it in the borders. <laughs> exactly. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert's undergoing surgery on his fractured right index finger. ESPN reports Herbert will have surgery on Tuesday after exiting the first half Sunday's loss to the Broncos. He's expected to miss Thursday's game, and it was announced this morning season-ending surgery mm, for Justin yeah, Herbert. Yeah, I did see that. He is done. Mm. The Lakers. Oh. Travis, this gets under my skin. Uh huh. The Lakers will be honoring their NBA in-season tournament championship as Lakers announced Monday that they will hang a banner for the team winning the inaugural in-season tournament in Las Vegas. Yeah. The banner will have a different shape and color than the existing gold NBA championship banners at Crypto.com Arena. It will also include spots for future dates should the franchise win more in-season <laughs> tournaments. That's right. Keep the spots Stupid. open. <laughs> Keep the spots open. <laughs> because a whole season in a playoff with a series of games is the same thing as playing four games in a row. Uh, is there going to be like a replica? You beat the Pacers. <laughs> is there going to be a replica banner? Because I can figure a couple of spaces in here that uh, we, can, uh, no. we can put the banner up don't, don't. for the in-season tournament. anyone gifts that to us <laughs> as, a, as a station <laughs> Christmas present, be livid. I hope you didn't get me in Secret Santa, Travis. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we won't know until next week. Uh, one of the top quarterbacks in college football is declaring for the NFL draft, Drake May, is foregoing the remainder of his eligibility to enter his name into the draft. We kind of already figured that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Other quarterback, Travis, other quarterback news. Are you ready for this? Yep. Um, nothing shocking. It was kind of expected. But um, Leonard from Duke is going to Notre Dame. Yep. That, making the, that was making kind of, switch. We, all, we all thought that. Pittsburgh Steelers fans will have to endure Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for at least another week, as Mike Tomlin told the media on Monday that Kenny Pickett's still recovering from his ankle surgery and will be unlikely to suit up for the team's Week 15 clash against the Colts. So Indy will get to play Mitch Trubisky. Yep. Lucky for them. Lucky and lucky us. Yes. Um, as you mentioned, Mahomes regrets his outburst. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Clark inked an NIL deal with Gatorade. Yep. So there's that. Adds to her NIL partnerships, State Farm, Nike, among others. Yep. As well now with Gatorade. Soon to be the first pick in the N- uh, WNBA draft to go to uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yep. Hopefully so. And I saw this, Travis, and it made me upset. You ready for some upsetting news here? Uh-huh. Broadcasting legend Al Michaels is being pulled from NBC's NFL playoff coverage. NBC Sports Vice President Greg Hughes confirmed the news to the New York Post. Michaels was set to call one of NBC's playoff games next month as an alternative. The network will instead go with its team of rising broadcaster Noah Eagle and Todd Blackage. Michael's career spans six decades and includes some of the most iconic calls in sports history, including the Miracle on Ice at the 1980 Winter Olympics. You put Mm. Al Michaels in the broadcast booth. That's where he belongs. I can't say I blame him. Absolute broadcasting legend, but maybe it's uh, time to hang up the headsets. But then put him as a host of a studio show. Do something with him. Don't just take him completely away. It's different than being a play-by-play guy and a host of a studio show. Then make him an I don't He's care. He's never done that before. He has, too, done done hosting stuff. Has he? Yeah, like he's hosted Olympic coverage and stuff like that. Well, Olympic coverage, and that was back in the day when he was a young spryer, Al Michaels. Dude is past his prime. Have you listened to him at all on Thursday Night Football? Yes. He's like, why? Why would I get it? Why would I get excited for a play in this quarter or this part of the season when uh, he could save that for later in a bigger moment? No, you just don't have it anymore, dude. Hang it up. You and me will agree to disagree <laughs> on that one. Right you don't call. tell a legend when to hang it up. A legend decides when to hang it up. Travis, you as a fan of wrestling should know that for a fact. And I like to see my legends, how I remember them, and not to uh, overstay their welcome. Well, but legends don't want to do that. I know. On the baseball front, Travis, mm-hmm. Yamamoto is meeting with both the Red Sox and the Blue Jays in the coming days. Mm. So there is that. Yep, so you, you lose out on one. Yep, he met uh, Yamamoto went with the Yankees yesterday and the Giants on Sunday, and Mets owner Steve Cohen reportedly flew to Japan to meet with Yamamoto before he came to North America. So, mm-hmm. Just anyone anyone but the Mets or Dodgers. Yeah. All right, one last thing on Shohei, Travis. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing I see here from, from uh, the AP article about his his contract and the deferred money and everything like that. Yeah. The defers were Otani's idea. Yeah. So how can you say the Dodgers are the villains when it was Otani who wanted it deferred? I mean, it's it's pretty easy when you uh, sign uh, one of the uh, best or the best player out on the market and you can somehow defer contract money to pay later at a later date and still be in on some other big names like Yamamoto and whatnot so you can get two of the biggest players out there uh, somehow by manipulating the situation. Not break rules, but just kind of manipulate how 
the rules are specifics, kind of take advantage of the small details and whatnot. But it was his idea. I know. It's his idea. Well, good luck. It was his idea. I can. He's more of the villain than the Dodgers are. Yes, the Dodgers had to sign off on it, but Otani is the one who said, hey, let's defer these payments for me so we can build a better winning team. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's smart in, in that sense of... He... I, I told you, Travis, there were a lot of people who he lost goodwill with. With the way... But he was very smart, by the way, because a lot of people was like, oh, I wanted it done during winter meetings. I wanted it done, you know, before winter meetings. And he stalled the whole process and everything like that. Yeah. But in case anyone forgot, and I think everyone did because we were too busy talking about the money that Otani got, (laughs) he picked the weekend there was no college football. How about that, Travis? That's a smart time to do it. It was Army versus Navy. Okay. Yeah. All right. But meaningful college football. Mm, meaningful. It just was one game. It so. was. It wasn't a full slate. It wasn't conference championship weekend. It wasn't college bowl, college playoff implications. Mm-hmm. It wasn't during the tournament of the NBA. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the the. It broke sat early Saturday morning, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was before the tournament championship on on Saturday. It was. Yeah. It was a perfect time to, to announce it. Yeah. More so than the week before, where by Sunday and what happened with the college football playoffs. Yeah, it definitely. Would it would have been it. overshadowed. It would have been. Yeah. You're right. Good job on his PR team, his marketing team. Mm-hmm. But now they got to do damage control because he looks like a villain. Yeah. He looks like a greedy, win at all costs villain. And I think people would have been okay if he would have signed seven hundred million and made seventy million annually. They would have been okay with that mm-hmm. because they would have been like, "He's a generational talent." Is that a lot of money? Yes, but you can't say he hasn't earned it. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact of, like you said, he's the one who said. Let's defer this so I can get more players here to help me win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I think he is more vilified than the Dodgers. I mean, as we're, as we're working through it, I mean, Otani may be, may be a villain. I don't think the Dodgers are completely out of the woods But yet. you just hate the Dodgers because you're a Cardinal fan. Well, yes, that, that too. There's, there's some bias there. There is. Most of the NL hates the Dodgers. Yeah, the uh, the Yankees of the of the NL of the West of the Yankees of the National League yes. for sure. Yes, so there's some bias there. They get swept by the Diamondbacks, and they have to go out and sign Otani, and they're still in on Yamamoto but, but and again, all these other guys. You say that, Travis, but it's not because they were swept by the Diamondbacks. You can keep saying that Otani's been linked to the Dodgers since March. Yeah. It, it, it this isn't like it's come across in the past two months, and they were the fifth, the mystery team that came out of nowhere that MLB insiders like to talk about in these free agent meetings. No. They were the favorites the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, that's fair. So again, if I'm looking at it, at who am I more upset with, and who is more of a villain? 
It's Otani. Because you drug it out to go to the team that was the favorite since the beginning. You went to the team that broke and your manager talked about the meetings you had when you said you didn't want anyone to know about them. And now you are the one who's bringing up let's defer the payment so we can get more players here so I can win a ring. Mm-hmm. Not so the team can win a ring. It is clearly so Shohei Otani can win a ring. Because most of the players on that Dodgers team already have a ring from when the Dodgers won it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's a few on the team. There's a few, but a lot of the big names were there or have had rings. Freddie Freeman, for example. Yeah, right. Travis, he is a villain. And I don't want to believe that because he's been – he's off the field before this year. He has done nothing but good. He said nothing but the right things. He's performed on the field. He's done everything like that. But this whole process has made him a villain. Yeah. No, as we're talking it out. Do you live long enough to be the hero or live long enough to become the villain? Mm. And I think Otani has become the villain. And it's not even about the money. It's about the fact that he's the one who brought up how the Dodgers could weasel around this rule so that he could get more help to help him win a ring. Yeah. Hmm. It's just still just gonna blow my mind that he's gonna be a paid sixty-eight million dollars uh, from 2034 to 2043. Uh, I know that we always talk about the contract with Bobby Bonilla yeah. and all the uh, deferral money that he's making, but sixty-eight million from in your forties. I can't wait to start celebrating Shohei Otani Day. Yeah, it's coming up. It's Get pretty, ready. Start celebrating. Pretty sweet deal, and hopefully he doesn't live in California when he does it. I don't. And again, I, I'm going to hate what I'm going to say, Travis, but I'm going to say it. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is a – obviously, no one wants to hear it. It's a smart move by the Dodgers Oh well, to yeah. do this. Not only because you can sign other players, but if he's not – if the elbow doesn't heal mm-hmm. and he's not pitching at the level he was, you're only paying $2 million for a DJ for a, for a DH. Yeah. I mean, I know you'll have to pay him in the end, but it's a lot yep. easier to justify paying a DH $2 million now. Yeah. Because think right. about it, that 10 million that he's going to make, which is 2 million or, $20 million. $2 million over. The Dodgers yeah. are going to make that in jersey sales. Oh, oh definitely. And tickets. Mm-hmm. So, Travis, are you ready to hear my next big move for the Dodgers front office? Uh-huh. What's that? Sell the team. <laughs> Sell, Sell the team. the team. Travis, it's not going to be worth more than what it is right now. And you get out of having to pay Otani that big money. I mean, if you win a couple World Series during this time, it's going to increase the value. Okay, then win a World Series or two. Sell the team. You can't sell it yet. You just acquired the best player in the world. You can't sell it yet. At least wait a little bit. But wouldn't that be such the jerk move? You sign him to the largest contract ever. See ya. I'm not paying it. I mean, somebody has to, right? 
Yeah, but you would hope it would be the person who actually signed the contract. Which is you, right? Right, but that's why I'm saying sell the team. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But By the way, when you first put in who, the very first thing that comes up is who owns the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And it is Mark Walter, chairman and controlling owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's an investor, a conserva- conservationist as well, and a, a social justice advocate. Well, of course, that's important too. He invests the vast majority of their wealth in philanthropy causes, primarily those focused on social justice, closing the opportunity gap for low-income youth, and saving endangered species and preserving wild places. The sponsored education programs include Chicago Beyond, One Goal, and the Academy Group. The Walters own White Oak Conservation, a 17,000-acre animal refuge in Florida, and a wildlife preserve in Africa, where they are funding global efforts to protect endangered species from poachers and habitat loss. Mm. What a great guy. What a great guy. What a great guy. I'll tell you who owns the Dodgers. Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah. That's who owns the Dodgers. Actually, it's the... Uh, Glingenheimen Baseball Management is the ownership group of the Dodgers. Consortium consists of the Glingenheimen controlling partner, Mark Walter, who I talked about, but also includes investors such as Magic Johnson, Peter Goober, baseball team executive Stan uh, Kasten, and investors Bobby Patton and Todd Burrell. Hmm. Billie Jean King and her partner also joined the Dodgers ownership group in 2018. Yeah. So there you go. They have invested, Travis. They are investors. Hmm. Just had a new uh, contract uh, television rights come up in 2020 that they signed. So, mm-hmm. And Magic Johnson's there. Magic is there. Actually, I think he's out by now, but I'm not sure. I can't he just bought the team in 2012. Hmm. <clears throat> See, he bought it out from Stan Kroenke, who was one of the player, one of the people who was gonna gonna get it, as well as Steve Cohen, who now owns the Mets. Yes. So, even more reason, Travis. Why do you think the Mets are gonna go hard on Yamamoto? Why do you? What? Just, just, just wondering. Do you think Steve Cohen has a uh, an axe to grind with the Dodgers getting Shohei Otani? Mm. You took my team and you signed Shohei, and now you're trying to sign Yamamoto. I hate you, Dodgers. <laughs> That's Steve Cohen. Mm. So, anyway. What a fascinating guy Magic Johnson is. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to LeBron James for being named the first ever in-season tournament MVP with 24 points, 11 rebounds. Both Anthony Davis and LeBron are definitely NBA MVP candidates. According to Magic Johnson. Thanks, Magic. <laughs> Why don't you just keep loving L.A.? And Surprised he doesn't invest in the Chargers, Travis. Uh, big thank you to Shohei for deciding to wear Dodger blue. I know all Dodger fans around the world are extremely happy and excited that you decided to join our organization and welcome you to Dodger Nation. That's what uh, Irving Magic Johnson said. When he heard the signing of Shohei Otani. Okay, Travis, let me ask you. Now, let me let me ask you this. Are you ready? 
Uh-huh. Oh, nope. Hold on. Not tonight. Let me look. Um, schedule. I thought maybe tonight because it was nationally... December 18th, Travis. Oh, no, no, no. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Celtics, Lakers in L.A. Is Otani there? No. No? no? Come on. No, I don't think so. I think he's there. I think he's there with Magic. Hmm. Maybe. Celtics, Lakers, Christmas Day, nationally televised audience on ABC and ESPN. One of the oldest basketball rivalries there is. Mm-hmm. He's there. Maybe. That's the first time they're nationally televised in L.A. Mm-hmm. He could be there. He's there. Some royalty. Want to see the handshake with him and LeBron? Yes. Again? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Because here's the thing. Is that he when they're going to raise the banner? Probably, probably, of course. <laughs> he can say, Travis, he just wants to be private. You don't sign with the Dodgers to have a private life. If you want to stay private in L.A., you stay with the Angels because no one cares about the Angels. Yeah, no, that's true. You are now front and center. You are going to be asked to go to all these things. Right. Yeah, you were already kind of, I guess, technically in Los Angeles. Right, but, but you were in Anaheim. Now, you were in Anaheim. Yeah, you were kind of hidden there. Yeah. The Dodgers are a more Different animal. popular brand, yes. obviously. Yes. And you're the second most uh, market in yep. the U.S. Yep. for media. So. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're going you're to see a lot more Shohei Otani everywhere. Your privacy is over. Yes. I would <laughs> Hope love, you enjoyed it. Travis, I would love, and I don't know if they can because I know baseball is kind of stingy about things. I would love the Dodgers to have a black uniform. Mm. I want them to do the heat, especially if they get Yamamoto or Glasnow Ugh. or both or re-sign Bellinger or whatever. I want them to be the heat. I want them to embrace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know they have a different jersey. They didn't go too different with their City Connect. Just blue. All blue and just says Los Dodgers. It's about as much as they've stepped out with jerseys. They're about like the Cardinals. Right. Still waiting for us, City Connect. Oh, yeah, that'll come soon. As well. Oh, here you go, Travis. No, there is. It's a black and white Dodgers. Yeah, but that's not like um, when they were on the field. Uh I've never seen them wear it. I want them to wear it. I want them to embrace the role. I know. I want the Cardinals to wear those red jerseys like they do in spring training. But they used to in the 90s. But Which I was looking at the schedule when they were playing the Dodgers. Obviously, they're playing on opening day, but... Later in uh, St. Louis, um, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have like I don't know if they're actually gonna wear the jerseys. I thought that kind of had something to do with the City Connect thing, but there's like a promotion later on in the season. I think it might actually be when they play the Dodgers in St. Louis, but uh, it's like uh, they used to they had these like jerseys in 1997 where they were 
looking into the future. Yeah, yeah, the future jerseys. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if they're actually going to wear them or they're actually going to have like a just a promotion they give out to the fans well, or whatnot. Travis, if they were going to do it against the Dodgers, they're not anymore. No. <laughs> you don't need to worry about bringing, bringing people, people into, into the games. stadium. Yeah. Every every team in baseball is pulling all their promotions from when they play the Dodgers. Yeah. Because you're either going to go there to see Otani or boo Otani. One of the two. Well, you're just going to see him hit. Doesn't matter. You're going to go there to see him or you're going to go there to boo him. Mm-hmm. Well, fortunately, I have not booed him, but I have. I was there at the Angels game this year. I know, you, I know. I know. It is. August 16th is when they play the Dodgers. And it is turn of the clock ahead. Jersey day. Uh, is a date you want to miss. First 25,000 fans, 16 or older, will take home a replica. Turn ahead the clock. Cardinal jersey. Cardinal team wore these jerseys in 1999 as a league-wide promotion to anticipate what baseball will look like in the future. The jersey is definitely something to talk about. We'll see about that. Yep. Cardinals, 1999, Jersey. Well, that doesn't look very different. While you're looking that up, Travis, would you like me to do this day in sports history? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Because we only have two things. On this date, in 1968, Arthur Ashe became the first African-American to be ranked number one in tennis. And on this date in 2002, LeBron James, speaking of Los Angeles, still attending St. Vincent St. Mary's High School, makes his national TV debut on ESPN. James scores 31 points in a 20-point win over high school powerhouse Oak Hill Academy. Hmm. There you go. Yep. I like that. And that is this day in sports history. Travis, you going to watch the uh, two... Um, Gosh, the back of those jerseys. Are you going to watch the two Ugly. hockey games tonight on ESPN? I'll be in Carlisle tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I probably won't be catching a lot of hockey. I mean, the Blackhawks game doesn't start till 9. There you go. Eastern. Eastern. So 8 um, Central. Might be back in the studio in the second, third period. Yeah. Catch the end of it. See Connor McDavid destroy the Blackhawks. I want to see Conor McGregor. <laughs> I mean, he's the third Conor that needs to be there. <laughs> Conor Bedard, Conor McDavid, Conor McGregor. <sighs> Conor, Conor, uh, and Conor. It doesn't look like he would be a cold weather no, person, uh-uh. so I doubt that he's yeah. going to be taking in the hockey. He's kind of fallen out of the spotlight, too. He's just kind of gone away. Well, I mean, there's probably a reason for that. He's just kind of gone away. You know, I know any publicity is good publicity, but uh, not what he's involved in. So, gosh, those jerseys are ugly. I can't wait for that. I mean, I would love to have one. But those back of those jerseys got something weird going on. Well, those weren't the worst, Travis. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, by the way, Connor McDavid or Connor McGregor just tweeted out. Uh, happy proper 12th day, everyone. The 12th day of the 12th, December. The day he unified the UFC featherweight world title and the day he created proper number 12. Proper number 12. Today on this one also, his new son, Mac, is 12 days old. 
Ah. So, 12s all around for Connor McGregor today. Happy birthday. Yep. <laughs> Everybody had those uh, numbers in the... Uh, yeah, they were bad. I think the Pirates one was the worst, if I remember correctly. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. Look at that big pirate. <laughs> pirates were bad. Nice. <laughs> Everybody had the side name on the back of the jerseys. Colorado is actually mm-hmm. kind of sweet. I like that. Mm. Dig it. So, all right. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Um, not sports related, but sports and video game related. Travis mm-hmm. just announced that today the E3 is ending. E3. E3. The big video game gathering where they show off all the new stuff that's going to happen in the new year. Mm-hmm. It's done. No more. Hmm. I saw it's currently trending. Yeah. Hmm. R.I.P. E3. E3. Yamamoto is also trending. Well, yeah, of course. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe he's going to sign. I'm sure he'll be signing in the next couple weeks. Travis, I am so concerned that we are not going to sign anybody. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure you will. Still early. No one good. Still early in the off season. <sighs> Haven't even hit Christmas yet. I'm not. I'm not holding out a lot of hope. Still got a little bit to go before the uh, uh, spring training. Oh, by the way, I was going to bring up. Did you see that uh, Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals are talking about an extension? I did see that. Are you a fan of it? Uh, I would wait. Oh. I mean, you can only go down from an MVP season, but I saw a little bit of a regression. That's what I told you last year, and you told me no, no, no. No, no, no. And that's when I told you you need to try and get out of it. Got outs and strikeouts and fill and eat innings. What more do you want us to do? That's right. What more could you want, Travis? <laughs> you wanted Tyler O'Neill traded. We traded him. It's still not good enough. Hmm. Well. Nothing that we do will be good enough. Oh, I'm sorry, Travis. We uh, we're still in the mix for Imniga, Shoda. Mm-hmm. And we reached out to Liam Hendricks when he was cut by the White Sox. So mm, reached out. Those are our our moves. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Hendricks doesn't want to go anywhere else in the city. Yeah, he just wants to stay in Chicago. Yeah. Don't even have to move. By the way, the Dodgers are also in on Josh Hader. I did see that, too. Of course they are. Of course. And the Cubs are not getting an in-person meeting with Yamamoto. Hmm. Are the Cardinals getting in a meeting, in-person meeting? Um, doesn't look like it. Jeez. We're so well, it says, this is what it so says. Dumb. This is what it says. Yamamoto has already met with the Mets, Yankees, and Giants will meet with the Red Sox. Two or three more teams, including the Blue Jays, will also likely meet with him. So, I guess the Cardinals or the Cubs could be one of those two or three teams that are going to meet with him, but 
I wouldn't hold my breath with either of them. Of course. Why would we? Why would we see what it takes to sign a guy like that? Yep. Sign him for two hundred million. At least take a meeting. See what he's wanting. By the way, Yamamoto's deal um, plus posting is going to top three hundred million. Whew. It could possibly top Garrett Cole's nine-year, three hundred twenty-four million dollar deal with the Yankees. Hmm. But hey, just defer it. Exactly. The precedent has been set. Just defer it. The precedent is set. We'll pay you later. Come on over now. We'll pay you later. With credit. That's right. No interest. No interest. No opt-outs either. That's also... No trades. That's the only thing that I saw. Yep. So... Hope he works out for you. Gotta get some World Series. Yep. Gotta collect those commissioner trophies. Yep, yep, yep. Here's here's the one thing, Travis, and we can end on this note when it comes to sh- uh, Shohei. Mm-hmm. You got what you wanted. Yeah. You're going to be on a contending team. You're going to be on a team where an expectation is a World Series or bust. It is the first time in his Major League career he has that pressure. Let's see if he can snap under it. Hmm. It's easy to go out there and perform super well on a team where no one expects you to. I know it's only one one series, but whether you want to believe it or not, he had that pressure on him in the World Baseball Classic. The entire nation was on his shoulders, and he was able to live up to it. But they weren't paying. It mattered. Well, yeah, I know that, but it, it mattered to Japan. It did, it, and, and I'm not saying it didn't. But if he doesn't perform, there are going to be Dodgers fans going, what are we paying for? Mm, yeah. Even more so now because they have more room to bring in more players. Mm-hmm. If the Dodgers miss the playoffs or if the Dodgers get in but as a wild card, yeah, there's going to be finger pointing and there's sure. going to be questioning. Sure. I think if you're the Dodgers now, you can't win less than 100 games. Oh, well, definitely. You have to get 100 games in a World Series year one. Well, you have to, for sure, 100 games division, for sure. Which, that's pretty easy now with everybody selling, and we'll see if the Diamondbacks can sustain it. But, uh, yeah, I think that Otani had the weight of an entire country. On his shoulders, I think he'll be just fine with the pressure of Dodger Nation. I think it'll be all right. I I don't know. Because, again, one series, a month, three weeks. How long was the World Baseball Classic? Mm-hmm. Three weeks and so 162-game season are two completely different things. Sure. And Japanese fans, as passionate as they are, are not as vocal as American fans are. Yeah. And as American we're seeing from some of the other players coming over, he had really, really good players on that team, too. Oh, he did. Everyone on the Dodgers is getting older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you see Mookie Betts with his hat off. <laughs> he looks like a grandpa. What is that supposed to mean? He doesn't have any hair? 
<laughs> That's why you always wear a hat. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Uh, Let's get out of here. And with that note, we are going to get out of here before we talk about my hair situation. So uh, we'll be back for you tomorrow, and we'll be uh, talking about Illinois and college basketball tomorrow, as well as recapping the boys' basketball from tonight, as well as taking a look at Cumberland's matchup in the St. Elmo tournament. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And to all a good night. Peace out. Thank you.